0: This podcast is powered by the leading at the top of your game development experience. If you would like to work with Karen and the shockingly different leadership team to up-level the leadership execution acumen within your organization, visit developingyourgame.com to find out more. Organizations struggle with a person getting honest, useful, specific feedback in a regular performance review. Listen alone let me talk about your marginalized identity and being supported or not supported
1: in the organization. Welcome to the lead at the top of your game podcast, where we equipped you to more effectively lead your seat at any employer, business or industry in which you choose to play. Each week, we help you sharpen your leadership acumen by cracking open the playbooks of dynamic leaders who are doing big things in their professional endeavors. And now your host, leadership tactics and organizational development expert, Karen Farrell-Rhodes. Hey there, superstars. This is Karen, and welcome to today's episode. You know, last week, I was in Washington, D.C., speaking at the Global Talent Summit 2022, which was hosted at the Gallup headquarters. And if you're not familiar with Gallup, Gallup is a major research firm uh, that focuses on data and trends in the workplace. I definitely look them up because they have a ton of great data and information. But anywho, when I was speaking, um, I did speak on some of the mega trends that are currently occurring in the world of human resources and the workplace. And one of those trends was involving companies, uh, their ongoing efforts to keep diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging front and center. And to be honest with you, it is really hard work. You know, during the last few years of social awareness, laying a foundation of understanding was fairly popular and easy. However, creating systemic change within organizations is where many, many companies are hitting the wall. So to help us pull back the layers of the onion of this very complex topic, our guest today is Alicia Newton, founder of Learning Path, which is a learning and development company focused on inclusive leadership. I have known Alicia for many, many years and she has truly made moving the dial on inclusion in organizations her life's work. So please listen in on her approach and her perspectives and pay particular attention to why she thinks self-care while being immersed in a focus on DEIB is so, so critical. And lastly, be sure to listen to her addition to our leadership execution playbook and my closing segment called Karen's Take, where I share a tip on how to use today's insights from this episode to further sharpen your leadership acumen. And now enjoy the show. Hello, superstars. This is Karen, and welcome to today's episode of the Lead at the Top of Your Game podcast. We are super thrilled to have one of my dear, dear friends, a sister from another mother, um, Ms. Alicia Newton. She is the founder and chief Encouragement officer, which I love that title, <laughs> at Learning Path LLC, which is a learning development company that's really focused on inclusive leadership development. So welcome to the show, Alicia.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Karen. I am thrilled to be
1: here. Oh, I've been so waiting on this episode. I'm so thrilled to have you. <laughs> well, um, before we get started, uh, Alicia, I'd love for as much as you feel comfortable. If you'd share with our listeners, uh, a, just give us a little sneak peek of, into like w- where you you know grew up, um, a, just a sneak peek into your personal life, and tell us a little bit about your professional journey thus far.
0: Okay, great. All right, so I have lived in three different places. I was born in a a little town in West Virginia called Wheeling, about an hour from Pittsburgh, which I spent the first 10 years of my life. And then there was a huge shift. I moved to New York City at 10 and spent the next 10 years there where, uh, yes, I had a small (laughs) So I've lived in both small city, you know, big city, went to high school there. I was always very much enthralled with with theater and um, went to performing arts high school and and, uh, and who knew that that training was going to serve me later as a professional, as a facilitator and, and just, you know, speaker and all of that. So, but I moved, I moved out of New York in my twenties. So I've been living in Atlanta for most of my life. I live in Marietta. The company's based out of Marietta, Georgia. And, um, I have two sons, uh, who were raised here, um, and, have uh, four grandchildren who I love dearly. And I worked in corporate learning and de- development for about, mm, about 15 years before I struck out on my own and uh, uh, started doing uh, training, development, consulting on my own. And I've had learning paths since 2005. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love what I do. I'm very fortunate to be able to do work that I love. It speaks to me, that helps helps me hold space for people to learn and grow. And and it's just, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate.
1: Yes, you are. I have, um, in full transparency um, to our audience members, I have had the pleasure of working with, partnering with, masterminding with Alicia for years. And when I tell you she's the bomb.com, she is the bomb.com. So I really want to give um, some space, Alicia, for you to share with our mem- audience listeners um, a little bit more about uh, Learning Path Services and you know where's your areas of passion and how do you bring value?
0: Yes, okay. Thank you for that question. Uh, so, you know, my my journey into leadership development, you know, it started in corporate America back in the days when, you know, diversity and equity and inclusion work was primarily focused around regu- regulations and, and laws and policies. and And so most of that early work was in response to, an incident, you know, company got sued. Now we need to train everyone. Uh, <laughs> but they go directly
1: towards training, right? <laughs>
0: exactly, 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 right? Yeah. So it's great though to have seen the evolution of this work to now really focusing more on creating equity and opportunity and and equipping leaders to have those discussions, to be curious, to ask questions, to actually um, want to and lean into broadening their worldview and then having some metrics on, you know, some DEI scorecard so that you know how you're doing, right? It's a business initiative like any other business initiatives I tell, you know, you'd ask my clients, you know, what what do you want to achieve with this work right different organizations are in different places right and so um you know my my core core offerings are really around equipping leaders with the skills to practice and live inclusion and it's a journey it's not somewhere like okay now I have a certificate I am inclusive right, right.
1: you get the button right the button I am inclusive <laughs> right. not that. No. so yeah so, yeah. so I'm, ex- I'm excited that today
0: we can have those those comfort conversations around you know what are you willing to do because a lot of times um it, it it used to be I don't know it, and sometimes today it can be a, a check mark okay we've done the you know we've done our inclusion work for the year right but not embedded so I help organizations like if you want to embed these skills and 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 really reap the benefit of having a di- a diverse inclusive organization where you are creating situations where people can actually do their best work, then, you know, I'm here to help and support that journey.
1: I love right. that. So. Yes. And, you know, I was thinking about, you know, over the past few years, you know, there's, of course, there was heightened awareness around social injustice and the IB, um, uh, I would say programs and activities as I'll say corporate America would try to respond to a lot of the concerns that their employees are having. And I don't know if you saw it at the time, but that, you know, there was a plethora, everyone was reaching out trying to either create a a program or um, enhance the ones that they have had. And I'm just curious now, do you have any thoughts or insights or perspectives of, how companies are doing in sustaining those activities and plans that they originally started with?
0: Yes, that's a great question. It's a great question, and the answer is, you know, just all over the place. We there's a lot more work to do. Yes, in response to George Floyd, I think that, that culmination of the pandemic, George Floyd, the the flush, you know, just the frustration like this is. For, for black people, it was like, yeah, this is happening. But for so many people it was a wake up call, which was uh, it was a good thing because it was like, OK, like you have to make a stance here. Right. And so, yes, I did a lot of a lot of organizations were in a place that. I just need to have a conversation because I, you are really already knew this, but I had no idea this was com- going on. So let's have a conversation. So I facilitated a lot of listening um, uh, groups so that, that people could share, you know, this is my experience in this workplace or other workplaces and uh you know it wasn't it was it was across the the board you know whether it was people talking about uh race or ethnicity or age or uh uh sexual sexual orientation like just across the board right and and people were learning about each other and about others experiences and that was that was a giant step for a lot of organizations now other organizations had been doing this work and had really good programs out there they had scorecards but they weren't making the progress and they' were like okay so what is it about this culture that with all of these tools and programs in place
1: still not we're, making progress we're
0: still not making progress right so, I encourage anyone who does this work to have a very intentional program of self-care because I'll set so you off more often than I would like you run into the willingness to actually create space and opportunity for people who have been historically marginalized, right? Because Equity means that if I'm going to actually create equity, that means I have to stop promoting who I've always been promoting. That means I have to literally do something different. Like I literally have to step back and be that ally and support for someone in my organization who maybe that spot would have went another way.
1: That's right. That's right. And I'm just curious when you do those listening tours um, where, where is an area or two that you see um, business leaders struggle with? Um, you know, they go through and learn all yeah. the terminologies and what they mean and what have you, but where do you, in your opinion, where do you see a lot of uh, leaders struggle still?
0: That's a great question. Um, I think, I think what, What was um, eye-opening for in these listening sessions was that so often, you know, we, we tend to live in these silos. So like if you, anybody, black, white, male, female, gay, straight, doesn't matter, like make a list of, say, your trusted 10, like those 10 people that you engage with also often because we are creatures of habit um we do like uh people ideas things that, that 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 support and reinforce our mental mindset and so those people are just like us and so for as as a as a leader it's as for anybody am I gonna lean into another way of being, seeing the world, experiencing the world? Am I going to really listen to understand and manage my own triggers and reactions and fears? Because nobody gives people a class. I mean, organizations struggle with a person getting honest, useful, specific feedback in a regular performance review. Let's alone, let me talk about your marginalized identity and (laughs) being supported or not supported in the organization. So it's practice and willingness and courage and and, and long long term strategy because the world is diverse, the workplace is diverse, it's not getting less diverse, it's getting more. And so, and business is getting more competitive. So you need different voices at the table. You
1: absolutely
0: absolutely. Do. Absolutely.
1: And not only do you need different voices at the table, um, you know, everybody's going through the war for talent right, right now and it's going to increase probably versus decrease. Yes. And if you're really focused on building a strong employer brand and having a strong employee experience, you, it's counterproductive yes. not to foster a welcoming environment of understanding of people's different backgrounds and perspectives um, because yes. not acknowledging them can create a lot of trauma for employees, and if they feel that trauma, they're going to look for greener pastures elsewhere. Do you agree, or you have a different perspective?
0: You said it. youth that is so so true. Well, well said. Because if I'm looking for uh, well, a prospective employee, the first thing I'm looking at is, you know, what's their what are their values? What is their statement around diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging? Uh, you know, it, I people are looking at your organizations and deciding whether or not they want to engage or not based on, you know, your brand, like you said, your brand. And if your brand does not promote diversity, inclusion, equity and belonging, then what's unsaid
1: says a lot. It sure does. You, that's a mouthful right there. That is a value bomb. <laughs> and I know Alicia, and you're um, and your, um, both coaching and consulting. You have tons of tools and resources. But most of the listeners for this podcast are, you know, leaders that are just trying to do the best they can in their professional you know, lives and careers as they manage both themselves and self-leadership as well as their teams. Is there just one uh, tip or tool that you can give us that we can add to our leadership playbook for mm. them to mm. at least take one small step in showing up as their best selves?
0: Yes, yes. Just know there is no perfection here. You have to lean into vulnerability and not knowing. I don't think and I don't know. It's okay. I don't know. So that's why we go and we ask people, you know, you don't know what pronoun a person wants. Ask. You don't know what um, a person's experience is. Ask. Um, I think in the leadership positions too often, we feel like we have to have all the answers. And that is, is counterproductive in this work. Because none of us have all the answers. Right? Sure don't. And you know, you don't want to make a mistake the mistake of, okay, well, you know, um, I have my, you know, Latinx and my Asian and my, elderly, like, like, tokenism. You don't want to fall into that. You know, you want to really understand how people are experiencing your workplace. And If they're not telling you, that's data, too.
1: (laughs) Exactly. exactly. And how do you coach um, leaders when they say, well, I am curious. I do want to know, but I'm so afraid of um, insulting them or sticking my foot mm -hmm. in my mouth. Um, how, How do you help coach them? You just you, um, and, and, and approaching that conversation,
0: right? Right. I I encourage leaders to give themselves grace. You know, you will, you will make a mistake. You will say great things. You will say put your foot in your mouth, and, and it's okay. It's okay because nine times out to most people, I mean, just think about it. Do you like appreciate the person who is trying? versus the person who is hiding or not saying anything, right? Right, we're all right. human, like we're all just human, right? That's right. And so what's the alternative? To do nothing? So
1: right. and, and that's not working, to do nothing. It's not working well. I'll share really quick. I have um, a really good friend um, out of Chicago, a Caucasian friend, and she... Um, one time, Ash, she says, when we got to know each other over the years, so and then she asked, she says, Karen, do you mind me asking you a question? And I said, a personal question. I said, oh, sure, you know. And she says, well, please know up front, my intent is to better understand. I'm not trying to offend, I just want to better understand. And I said, sure. And she says, I'm just curious, um, do you prefer being called African American or being called Black? And it was a valid question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She didn't know we had a, such a great conversation about it. but the fact that she yes. asked up front, she showed her intent, she said yes. you know she she wanted to be um, yes. very mindful. Um, even if she had made a mistake, it wouldn't have have um, you know, pissed me off or insulted me in any kind of way before, you know. I, and that's
0: that's a great story because you received you received her curiosity. Curiosity is one of the skills of an inclusive leader.
1: That's right. That's
0: and right. So I mean, I learned something almost every time I I facilitate a session because people are different. And because we just we we we're just continuous learners. I mean, the name of my company is Learning Path because I look at learning as a path from the cradle to the grave. We should be learning.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Never stop learning. Exactly. (laughs) I I remember one of
0: my um, uh, peers, one of my peers, we were talking about, you know, the different experiences of, of growing up in the South as a black person, as a white person and those roots. And this is a Caucasian friend of mine. And and they were explaining to me that the term redneck was termed because people worked in the fields. I mean, the S- South was rural and that working and that they, they had their head down and their necks would get red, right? Now, I had heard other reasons for people for that term, right? And I was like, just so grateful, I'm like, thank you for for that information because you know I didn't know that. You know, we, I mean, it is so cool to me to be able to get to really know people, like to peek behind the 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 mask that you know you don't want people to have to come to work with masks, but you know, good and well, people come to work with masks. Okay. Do, where do I, how do I need to cover? How do I need to fit in? What's the culture? All of that. But just to be able to put that down and really get to see the person, right?
1: Yes. So we're
0: all 99.9% the same in our DNA. We
1: sure are. We sure are. We sure are. We all bleed the same red. So I mean, really, <laughs> Well, um, Alicia, can you share um, a little bit with our audience? You have a signature program called Creating Cultures of Belonging, and I know you that's your signature program, but you do a ton of other work. I don't want us to leave this podcast without um, you being able to share a little bit about that piece of work with our listeners.
0: OK, yes. So Creating Cultures of Belonging is a is a cohort for for senior leaders or um, and. Directors and above who really want to increase their skills uh, as an inclusive leader. I want to be able to really, really practice inclusion. And so we start with ourselves. Everything starts with ourselves, right? Identifying, we need an anchor. You need an anchor for this work. And so, in creating cultures of belonging, we start out with with values, and um, and understanding like where we are as far as emotional intelligence around self awareness, and and really uh, identifying, you know, who we are bringing to this work, right? Where what are my assets? What are my areas I need improvement with? And what's my anchor? What am I going to do when it gets tough, right? And then we. We go from there to really breaking down um, d- diversity and, and all the different aspects of diversity and, and how, um, you know, intersectionality and, and uh, who we are, each of us diverse in our own ways. And we really go in a deep dive with that. And then we do work around inclusion. So what are the actions? I have a signature um uh, model for people to have those conversations. Um and uh we will go there and we go into allyship. And so and then that's that that practice, right? You know, like what does that look like? How do I how do I become an ally? And P- the program can be um uh facilitated by pods so like maybe you this client might just need an allyship course. So of course I have offering for those and everything is also custom, customized based on, you know, what the organizational need is and where they want to go and, you know, what skills and capabilities do you want to build? And I always tell organizations- so
1: the modules are there where they're self containing, where they can either be augment yes. what's already in the company or you can pull them together as a complete program, correct?
0: Yes, Exactly, exactly, exactly. And there's, yes, and there's some e-learning components uh, for for pre-work, post-work, things like that. Um, I've got great, I mean, the feedback for the leadership cohort groups that have gone through it has just been phenomenal because, I mean, I really believe in in helping people build skills, right, Build skills, build skills, which is so.
1: So I do that. Well, listeners, we will make sure to have links to Alicia's website in the show notes. So you should definitely check that out and um, share the information uh, throughout your organizations and, you know, reach out to her and see about bringing one or more of those modules uh, to your organization. I think it probably nicely augment what um, is currently. Um, been done with your, you know, employer's DEIB strategy. So um, I'm sure she'd be happy to talk to you more about it. Right, Alicia? Absolutely will. We
0: absolutely will. <laughs> we, we have custom uh, programs as well. And so, yeah, I I love marrying this work. Diversity, inclusion and belonging. This is not a, a separate. It, these are skills for leaders, period. Inclusive skills leadership skills. So I do like to marry those and find those synergies. So yes.
1: Awesome. Well, as you know, I'm a huge admirer of your your work. Um, And I'm also curious, you know, I um, and thank you so much for supporting uh, my book, Lead at the Top of Your Game. I really appreciate you. She shared with me, listeners, that she took it on vacation and read it cover to cover. And I was like floored and appreciative about that. (laughs) But I was curious, Alicia, if any of the seven leadership tactics kind of stood out for you or was meaningful Mm -hmm. for you. And if so, tell me which one and why.
0: I'm going to say first and foremost, I love the functionality of this book. Like, Give me something that I can employ. And that's what you give in this book. And I mean, I love like all of them were like, oh, and I was able to say, okay, so I need to work on this one. And so you you really captured actionable, sustainable leadership growth tactics. And yeah, if you employ this, that's in lead at top of your game, you will be leading at the top of your game. Oh, no
1: thank you so much for those kind words. <laughs> and so for for
0: me, my so my Myers Briggs type is is E extrovert, sensor, thinker, um, ESTP. Right. Okay. So, uh-huh. my, right. So, so the T, and then on my Strengths Finder, it's Achiever. I'm about getting it done. Right. I want to get it done. Relator. So, you know, I love people. I love engaging with people. And then positivity, focus, and and competition. So, in your book, the two that. Spoke to the T and the achiever in me as the leading with intellectual horsepower. Yeah. <laughs> I quote, today's high performing leaders are required to simultaneously acquire knowledge, master skills, and use their talents to solve both the challenges of today and those yet unforeseen tomorrow. All yes, right. yes, and yes. <laughs> It's a of mine. It really is. I mean, people are amazed when I go into an organization how quickly I'm able to do the analysis and and really start adding value, like immediately, immediately. Mm-hmm. And so that that one definitely spoke to me. And then the other one is leading with drive for results. Because again, you know, um, if you don't start getting any results, why do it?
1: That's right. That's right. You've got to see, have an end game and see it all the way through, right?
0: Yes, yes, oh,
1: yes. Thank you so much for sharing those. Well, I can't um, let you leave our session without our final segment. Um, it is called Full Disclosure, but I promise you there's no gotcha questions. <laughs> These are just fun questions for the audience to know a little bit more about you and your personality. So uh, you ready to go? Y'all ready? <laughs> right. So Alicia, would you share with our audience members, what is one of your favorite ways to decompress after a tough week? What do you like to do?
0: Mm-hmm. Cara, I love massages, steam rooms,
1: <laughs> and <laughs> <Yeah>. whirlpools. <water> <laughs> Speak <to> me. <laughs>
0: yes, 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 yes. Um, self-care is so important. It's important for all of us. If you are in the work of of this work, I I just it just it becomes more of an imperative because you are gonna run into that wall. You are gonna say, "Well, you could change if you just want to." I mean, you are going to do that, but you're doing <laughs> right. the work because you love it because it speaks to you. So, yeah, I I'm I'm a. Um, yeah, I don't know. I went to Thailand, and listen, massages were like, I don't know, $7 an hour. I had two a day. I, I was floating the whole time. I could just oh. there. So that's probably my, I yeah. And then meditation, breathing, okay. just pause, just breathe.
1: Love that. Just breathe. Absolutely. So my next question is, what is something that people get wrong about you? Like maybe they have a preconceived notion, but it's something totally different.
0: Mm, something that people get wrong about me. I think that like I said, positivity is one of my strengths. Mm-hmm. But you know, people don't it's like that song is a gospel song. Is what they don't see when I'm on my knees. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: And you know, I'm, I'm okay. Lord, help me, please. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> there's balance to that. You can't be positive, but you are also we always are dealing human. with something else, we right? Go through,
0: right? We're human. We yeah. all go through, right? And so, you know, um,
1: but yeah. So, so my through. next. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, I was I was just adding, but I'm very transparent with 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 people. So, you know.
1: I can vouch for that. You're you're great. You're a great people person. <laughs> so now Alicia, tell me what would be a perfect birthday gift for you.
0: Oh, a perfect birthday. You have some great
1: questions, know <laughs> What? Uh, so, I'm it it's a celebrate your birthday, so uh,
0: right. Give me, the
1: line, the, the Give me one thing on the list.
0: <laughs> so family is, you know, in my top five values. So this year for my birthday, um, I was here in Atlanta and it was the first time for the last six years because I'm always somewhere. I go to the beach. I love beaches and I love mountains. So that's where I'm usually at on my birthday. Right. But this year I was here and I had an opportunity to spend my birthday with my whole family. And it was so, oh, it was the best birthday. Oh, it was the best birthday. My sons was there. My wife was there. The grands were there. It was just perfect.
1: (laughs) Well, we got to have more of those birthdays with your whole family there, right? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. all right. And our last and it's not really a question for you per se, but our last topic, um, I, because you've been such a great sport, um, I always love to turn the tables back on me and give you an opportunity. So if there's one question you'd like to ask me, either personal or business or what have you, um, what question would you like to ask me or have oh. me answer?
0: Girl, how you have developed such a. A strategic mind, like you are, like the what if person, right? <laughs> I am. And I <laughs> love that, right? And so, like, it, it just flows effortlessly. So it just flows from you. So I don't know, like,
1: where did that come, come from? from? How do you uh, just? I don't know. You know, I think I was born with. It as well as it being nurtured by my family, I've always been inquisitive about people, environments, and what how hmm. things tick. And um, and my family nurtured that in me as well. Right. And so I have I I don't know no. where it came from. I just have always been very um, strategic minded. But yeah. my unique ability, what I always tell people, um, is that I I'm able to pull that strategy in to action. Like, okay, Act- out of all of this that's going on,
0: right? I'll pull it back
1: in and say, okay, what's most realistic and what is the best move forward? So it's a expansion and yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You- <laughs> Yeah, that's it. that is
1: strategy all day. People strategy because I love working with people. but People strategy right, right. all day, every day. <laughs> right, 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 right. We we do can do it, do it for free, long. but we have to pay the light bill every now and then. So
0: <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. I come to you often on uh, on that, and you always give me such great advice and and support. So
1: you're yeah. so sweet. <laughs> Um, Well, Alicia, time has just flown by. We blinked, um, and I can't believe we're already at the end of our episode. But listeners, um, please make sure that you um, definitely check out our show notes to um, get some information on how to reach Alicia, all her programs. Um, She's very open to discussions and conversations around there. And believe me, if Um, She is one of the best friends you could ever have. I don't think she's, she has an enemy in this world. So uh, she's very open. She meets you where you are. And especially if you're um, working with your organization to build that DEIV muscle in your teams, she's definitely an expert on that. So Alicia, thank you so much for your gift of time to be with me and the listeners today.
0: Thank you. Thank you. This has been a, a treat and uh Yes, I'm I'm so excited that you have these podcasts and just everything that you're doing around lead at the top of your game and and this was just great this is great. So thank you so much. And yeah.
1: All right, listeners, we'll see you next episode. Have a fabulous rest of your week. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed our conversation today with Alicia Newton, founder of Learning Path. Links to her bio, her entry into our leadership playbook, and additional resources can be found in the show notes, both on your favorite podcast platform of choice and at leadyourgamepodcast.com. Now for Karen's take on the topic today of inclusion in the workplace. So today I thought I'd just share a few inclusion-related best practice examples for you as leaders to take back to your teams the first tip i have is for you to work hard to establish a sense of belonging for everyone every day for each individual to bring their best self forward you know you're really going to have to create a sense of belonging having a connection to an organization or group of people that makes you feel like you can um, be your best self really helps to increase greater engagement and creativity in the workplace. And honestly, it's a basic psychological need, but this doesn't happen overnight. So see if you can find one small way each day to invite your team to take a chance and be vulnerable with their coworkers. Another thought I wanted to remind you of is that a top-down approach to DEIB is just not enough. Top-down approaches drive compliance, not commitment and quotas don't automatically translate into a culture of inclusion. To retain and nurture top talent, it's critical to take an honest look at the end-to-end employee experience with an eye towards creating conditions that promote inclusion on a daily basis and designing ways to measure that impact. And my last thought I want to leave you with is to forget the whole concept of fit, whether somebody fits your organization. Focus on helping individual thrives. When you're doing that, you will automatically be helping to create a culture of inclusion. The norms, power structures, and inequities in society can easily become embedded into an organization. So creating a culture where Every individual can contribute their full potential requires investigating the systems and processes in your organization to uncover sore spots and blind spots, and then finding ways to reimagine them. Remember, looking for fit can be very dangerous because in the end, it can end up excluding people. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you enjoyed this topic, More information on developing a stronger leadership acumen can be found on our website at shockinglydifferent.com. Thanks so much for listening and see you next week. And that's our show for today. Thank you for listening to the Lead at the Top of Your Game podcast, where we help you lead your seat at any employer, business, or industry in which you choose to play. You can check out the show notes, additional episodes, bonus resources, and also submit guest recommendations on our website at leadyourgamepodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn by searching for the name Karen Rhodes with Karen being spelled K-A-R-A-N. And if you like the show, the greatest gift you can give would be to subscribe and leave a rating on your podcast platform of choice. This podcast has been a production of Shockingly Different Leadership a global consultancy which helps organizations execute their people, talent development, and organizational effectiveness initiatives on an on-demand project or contract basis. Huge thanks to our production and editing team for a job well done. Goodbye for now.